There is no better way to fight weakness than with strength. Once the mind and body have been awakened to their true potential, it's impossible to turn back. You want to make your business better? You want to make your town better? You want to make your country better? Get stronger. Bottom line. Good morning, Portsmouth, Ohio. You are listening to the fastest growing podcast in Southern Ohio, the Glock and Doc Audio Encounter. I am Sadie Patchen. I'm sitting here with Dale King, Mike Glockner, and Tim Glockner, who decided to join us again this morning. He's back on the podcast. The champ is here. The champ is here. Thank you. (laughs) And today we have a very awesome topic. I'm excited to get the feedback from our listeners. Um, most entrepreneurs want to be successful not only in business, but also in their personal life. It takes skills, dedication, time, and focus to build a successful business. Those same attributes are required to succeed in fitness and maintain a healthy lifestyle over the long term. You guys agree with that? I do. Yes. Totes. Cool. We'll keep going then. Good. We all, Next question. We all know fitness is important to your, our health, but can it, all, it can also be good for business. And we're going to get a little bit, it, we're going to get into this a little bit later with some ways that physical fitness can improve your business. But for now, we are going to start dim the lights with a dramatic reading by Dr. Dale, King. Dale King. <clears throat> Iron. And the Soul by Henry Rollins. I believe that the definition of definition is reinvention. To not be like your parents, to not be like your friends, to be yourself completely. When I was a young man, I had no sense of myself. All I was was a product of all the fear and humiliation I suffered. Fear of my parents. The humiliation of teachers calling me a garbage can and telling me I'd be mowing lawns for a living. In the very real terror of my fellow students, I was threatened and beaten up for the color of my skin and my size. I was skinny and clumsy, and when others would tease me, I didn't run home crying. I didn't run home crying wondering why. I knew all too well. I was there to be antagonized. In sports, I was laughed at, a spaz. I was completely good. I was pretty good at boxing, but only because the rage that filled my every waking moment made me wild and unpredictable. I fought with some strange fury. The other boys thought I was crazy. I hated myself all the time. As stupid as it seems now, I wanted to talk like them, dress like them, carry myself with the ease of knowing that I wasn't going to get pounded in the hallway between classes. Years passed and I learned to keep it all inside. I only talked to a few boys in my grade other losers. Some of them are to this day the greatest people I've ever known. Hang out with a guy who has had his head flushed down a toilet a few times, treat him with respect, and you'll find a faithful friend forever. But even with friends, school sucked. Teachers gave me a hard time. I didn't think much of them either. Then came Mr. Pepperman, my advisor. He was powerfully built Vietnam veteran and he was scary. No one ever talked out of turn in his class. Once, one kid did, and Mr. P lifted him off the ground and pinned him to the blackboard. Mr. P could see that I was in bad shape. And one Friday in October, he asked me if I had ever worked out with weights. I told him no. He told me that I was going to take some of the money that I had saved and buy a 100-pound set of weights at Sears. As I left his office, I started to think of things... I would say to him on Monday when he asked me about the weights that I was not going to buy. 
Still, it made me feel special. My father never really got that close to caring. On Saturday, I bought the weights, and I couldn't even drag them to my mom's car. An attendant laughed at me as I put them on a dolly. Monday came, and I was called into Mr. P's office after school. He said that he was going to show me how to work out. He was going to put me on a program and start hitting me in the solar plexus in the hallway when I wasn't looking. When I could take the punch, we knew we would know that we were getting somewhere. At no time was I to look at myself in the mirror or tell anyone at school what I was doing. In the gym, he showed me 10 basic exercises. I paid more attention than I ever did in any of my classes. I didn't want to blow it. I went home that night and started right in. Weeks passed, and every once in a while, Mr. P would give me a shot and drop me in the hallway, sending my books flying. The other students didn't know what to think. More weeks passed, and I was steadily adding new weights to the bar. I could sense the power inside my body growing. I could feel it. Right before Christmas break, I was walking to class, and from out of nowhere, Mr. Pepperman appeared and gave me a shot in the chest. I laughed and kept going. He said I could look at myself now. I got home and ran to the bathroom and pulled off my shirt. I saw a body, not just the shell that housed my stomach and my heart. My biceps bulged, my heart had definition, I felt strong. It was the first time I could remember having a sense of myself. I had done something and no one could ever take it away. You couldn't say shit to me. It took me years to fully appreciate the value of the lessons I have learned from the iron. I used to think that it was my adver- my adversity <clears throat> that I was trying to lift. Sorry, I used to think that it was my adversary that I was trying to lift that which does not want to be lifted. I was wrong. When the iron doesn't want to come off the mat, it's the kindest thing it can do for you. If it flew up and went through the ceiling, it wouldn't teach you anything. That's the way iron talks to you. It tells you that the material you work with is that which you will come to resemble. That which you work against will always work against you. It wasn't until my late 20s that I learned that by working out, I had given myself a great gift. I, had, I learned that nothing good comes without, without work and a certain amount of pain. When I finish a set that leaves me shaking, I know more about myself. When something gets bad, I know it can't be as bad as that workout. I used to fight the pain, but recently this became clear to me. Pain is not my enemy, it is my call to greatness. But when dealing with the iron, one must be careful to interpret the pain correctly. Most injuries involving the iron come from ego. I once spent a few <clears throat> weeks lifting weight that my body wasn't ready for and then spent a few months not picking up anything heavier than a fork. Try to lift what you're prepared to and the iron will teach you a little lesson in restraint and self-control, what you're not prepared to. I have never met a truly strong person who didn't have self-respect. I think a lot of inwardly and outwardly directed contempt passes itself off as self-respect. The idea of raising yourself by stepping on someone's shoulders instead of doing it yourself. When I see guys working out for cosmetic reasons, I see vanity exposing them in the worst way as cartoon characters, billboards for imbalance and insecurity. Strength reveals itself through character. It is the difference between bouncers who get off strong-arming people and Mr. Pepperman. Muscle mass does not always equal strength. Strength is kindness and sensitivity. Strength is understanding that your power is both physical and emotional, that it comes from the body and the mind and the heart. Yukio Mishima said that he could not entertain the idea of romance if he was not strong. Romance is such a strong and overwhelming passion A weakened body cannot sustain it for long. I have some of my most romantic thoughts when I am with the iron. Once I was in love with a woman. I thought about her most when the pain from a workout was racing through my body. Everything in me wanted her, so much so that sex was only a fraction of my total desire. 
It was the single most intense love I've ever felt, but she lived far away and I didn't see her very often. Working out was a healthy way of dealing with the loneliness. I prefer to work out alone. It enables me to concentrate on the lessons that the iron has for me. Learning about what you learning about what you're made of is always time well spent, and I have found no better teacher. The iron had taught me how to live. Life is capable of driving you out of your mind. The way it all comes down to these days, it's some kind of miracle if you're not insane. People have become separated from their bodies. They are no longer whole. I see them move from their offices to their cars onto their suburban homes. They stress out constantly. They lose sleep. They eat badly. And they behave badly. Their egos run wild. They become motivated by that which will eventually give them a massive stroke. They need the iron mind. Through the years, I have combined meditation, action, and the iron into a single strength. I believe that when the body is strong, the mind thinks strong thoughts. Time spent away from the iron makes my mind degenerate. I wallow <laughs> in a thick depression. My body shuts down my mind. The iron is the best antidepressant I have ever found. There is no better way to fight weakness than with strength. Once, <clears throat> once the mind and body have been awakened to their true potential... It is impossible to turn back. The iron never lies to you. You can walk outside and listen to all kinds of talk. Get told you're a god or a total bastard. The iron will always kick you the real deal. The iron is the great reference point. The all-knowing perspective giver. Always there like a beacon in the pitch black. I've found the iron to be my greatest friend. It never freaks out on me. Never runs. Friends may come and go, but 200 pounds is always 200 pounds. Henry Rollins. The iron never lies. <clears throat> Good that, stuff. So Henry Rollins is a, is a big, big, uh, big influence of mine. And that came out in like the early 90s. And I've read that several times. You have one of his quotes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's where pain is not my enemy comes from. It comes from this passage, mm. um, this essay he wrote called "Iron in the Soul," and to me, that this five however many pages that is essentially sums up my entire philosophy when it comes to fitness. That was good. That was very good. Good. Somehow less scary than when those videos that you, the Henry Rollins videos that you had on. When I first started here, I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah, so professional development consisted of going to YouTube and making everybody watch Henry Rollins scream around stage like a maniac because that's what he does. Um, but he makes some awesome points. Yeah, he's he's it's true. You know, uh, growing up, my dad <clears throat> my dad lifted weights and he had he had one of those sets from Sears right out on the out on the patio and that's he never like said I needed to lift weights but he just he lifted weights and then um growing up he built it was actually the coolest thing ever he built a deck going over top of a hill and that was a weight room so then it had like four by four posts on the corners and built had storage on top of it but like you got to work out almost in a tree house kind of you have a picture of that, don't you? Yeah, I have a, yeah. I have a picture. He and then he he handmade a wooden squat rack. <laughs> handmade a wooden squat rack. He hung he hung a heavy bag. We had a bench, a handmade wooden squat rack, and just some plates that we just left outside. And as a teenager, you know, dealing with whatever you deal with, serious or not serious, yeah. like two hundred pounds was always two hundred pounds. And there was a there was a heavy bag to crank on when uh, when when it got when it got bad. It's so relevant. Mike and I were just talking about on the way in here about how hard it is to be a teenager, especially I think a teenage girl. But um, how working out by yourself. But we're gonna get into that too about uh, group fitness. But but how it can really mold you if you just work out by yourself, have that discipline. Mm-hmm. You're strong in body, and then you'll be strong in mind. 
What about this quote that you said? I was looking back through these pages trying to find it. That which work, that which you work against, will always work against you. I think that is so good. Absolutely puts a lot of things into perspective. Like, just if you keep that resistance, then it's you're never going to achieve the next thing. You know, if you never put in the work, then it's always going to win. And I love that, especially. In, in business with starting third and court, if we would have been too afraid, well, then that's just all those customers that we never would have had, you mm-hmm. know? So get out of your own way in that in that sense. So, good read. Very good. Well done. Well you done. can, like, you can Google that. Just Henry Rollins, Iron in the Soul. Yeah, we'll post it. That's, uh, yeah, that's a passage I always, I mean, clearly half of my building is painted in that one, one quote there. Um, but... He's gone on to do acting too. Oh, and... he's been in all kinds of all kinds of craziness. And repost the uh, the picture of the wooden squat. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll put that so that's out. Really, really. Cool. Yeah, and, and like we're we're gonna get into <laughs> to all kinds of good. And obviously, I built a career and a business around fitness, so it's it's something uh, I'm very passionate about. But you know, it can it can tr- it can literally and truly change your life for the better. If, if you get into it and you allow it. Like, from an early age, I was, like, the fat, chubby kid in elementary school. And uh, it was fourth grade. And my neighbor was, like, I, I was super shy, super awkward. Like, even got beat up a couple times in elementary school. You? Yeah, believe it or not. Not surprising. <laughs> was it by Tim? <laughs> I didn't cross on his biker gang territory. I knew, I knew to stay away from that. From that area, um, but my like I said, my dad had that weight set out there, and then one day my neighbor, who was the same age as I was, his dad was like, "You know what? Like, let's sign up for football." Mm-hmm. So I was a bigger kid, and I was literally scared to death to sign up for football, and because my parents didn't push me in one direction or the other, so I was like, "All right, let's sign up for football." And I hit a kid, like just annihilated. And it felt good. <laughs> annihilated this kid, and then I didn't wasn't for sure if that was a good or bad thing. <clears throat> and then the coach went like ape shit, and uh, that gave me. And I had I was turned out I was good at football. I had a lot of friends from that, and then you know it can turn like from that turned into working out because I wanted to be really good at football through high school Mm -hmm. and the whole deal. Um, So from an early age, like if you can just find something that gives you belief in yourself is really what, what fitness does. And we'll get into that in a little bit, but yeah, I'm excited to hear Tim's take on exercise and business. He's brought with him nine ways. Physical fitness can improve the health of your business. (laughs) Um, and we're going to get into have you read some of these and get a good conversation going. Number one. <laughs> As an entrepreneur, sometimes we face high levels of stress with the challenges that come with starting a business, creating a new project, marketing campaigns, building teams, and managing employees. Trying to juggle our work along with the demands of family and other commitments can also add to that stress. So... Making sure we get to the gym improves how we approach our work, and it gives us a calmer mindset. Regular exercise improves our mood, our self-image, and it helps to protect us against life stresses. I know, I'm, I'm a big believer that exercise reduces stress. Um, Mike and I acquired another store a year ago, and that, that's really the time I, I stress out is when we have a new big project. And sometimes you you just gotta unplug, get to the gym, and and grind it out. <clears throat> I re- I remember going to the dentist. I still go to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> um, my our uncle Steve was our dentist. He retired a couple years ago, and I remember him just telling me, "Michael, you're gonna ruin your teeth. You're like, it was in the time that Tim and Joe and I first started getting Ryan into the down. business." And he's like, you're ruining We're your grinders. teeth. You're, we, we grind and grind and grind. I am the same way. Of course, you know, you make a bite plate, which I've bit through about three or four. But 
he was like, you have to do something to relieve stress. And I remember, so my uncle Steve, which his office is right here on Washington Street or the, the old, and he would take his lunch break and run like three to four miles on his lunch break and then go back to work. So that was the same thing that mm-hmm. like Tim and I do. And whether we come at 5.30 or noon, it is. It's it's You go throughout the day, and it's a great stress reliever. And to me, I, it's what's definitely... Your, what's your favorite time of day to work out? I love the 5.30 class, but In I just... I, I can't. <laughs> because you got a new baby, yeah. yeah. But honestly, I like the 5.30 class because of the, the group that's here, but the noon class is still... It's the nooners to me is is the best class because it's it's got the most energy and and along with what you said about working out alone like how he says I can get the most out of working out alone last week I came on Wednesday well we had a doctor's appointment well I couldn't get here at noon so I came at twelve thirty and I was said hey do you care to start the the clock over mm-hmm. it was the eighteen round whatever but it I could have easily said you know what. It's twelve fifteen. I'm not walking into right, the gym right. late, which it's not kosher to do. But mm-hmm. it's easier to walk in late than not to show up yeah. at all. So, right. and again, it, there were a couple times that I was like, "Man, I 135 pound cleans for me are are tough. I'm only 170 pounds, so um, yeah, it was tough. But you can you can easily give up." And, and take the shortcut or or you can grind it out and yeah. and feel better about yourself. Well, and, and like, you know, the the stupid saying that we always say is you're no one ever felt bad after a workout. Never. Yeah. No one no one has ever felt like no one ever regretted a workout. <laughs> like, oh damn, I wish I hadn't worked out. You always no feel one, better, yeah. No and you know, there's specific physiological responses that dictate that with the release of Serotonin and the whole, you know, the whole deal like that. But no one ever regretted a workout, whether it was your best workout you ever had, or just like, all right, dude, I'm literally just punching the ticket, getting it done today. I think that one of the best lessons that I've ever learned pertaining to stress and working out um, actually came from Dale. As much as I hate to admit it, <laughs> thank you. As she and rolls it her was, eyes. yeah. Insert eye roll. Um, is I forget where we were. We were at the levee. We were somewhere, and you told the whole class. This is probably like my first week. It's a conscious meditation, and that and you talk about it all the time when you tell us to breathe during a workout. Like once, because you are in control of your thoughts, and during a workout, you're either thinking about the next rep, how heavy it is, I can't breathe, or man, this feels good today. You're not thinking about, is that guy going to call me back? Or am I going to get that next door? You know, this is your one hour to come in and just focus on breathing, getting through the reps, and taking that time totally mentally for yourself. And now, like during a workout, it's so easy to get, oh my gosh, this is terrible, this is horrible, it's going so fast. And then removing yourself from that and just breathing and calming yourself down and like, it's that's something that I think about all the time. It's, it, and we'll, we'll get it. Like, so here's the deal. If you're not working out, the best thing you can do. Wait for it. Work out. Go work out. out. <laughs> all right. Now we're not here. We're not here to say this way's better than that way. You know, endurance is better than powerlifting. Whatever. It doesn't matter. You got to do something. Find what you like and do it. If that's dance classes, if that's uh, pick up basketball, if that's something, do it. However, if you're going to do something, do it with full intensity, full heart, and full effort. That is the, that is the key. Like, if 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 you cannot walk around the block right now. And you walk around the block. That's all that matters. <clears throat> then it becomes two blocks. Then it becomes three blocks. But you have like you can't settle for mediocre, mediocre effort in what you do. That's the key. And that's how we're gonna. That's how you relieve that stress, and that's how you gain confidence, gain capacity. Um, just do it hard. Go all out. Wherever that all out is for you. That's that's the key. Um, Number two exercise can improve your self-confidence 
Most entrepreneurs are generally already quite confident people, but I have met some business owners who may be confident in their product or over the telephone, but they are not confident in themselves and perhaps their self-image. Whether you are building a business or meeting with customer or networking or making a presentation, your confidence is definitely tested. And when you go through a hard period or come under criticism, you need all the self-belief and confidence you can get. Even the smallest fitness win can help you gain the confidence you need to achieve larger goals in your business life. I don't think it was a coincidence that we had a record month in auto sales last month when I PR'd my bench press. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> Moving on. Boom. Point proven. Ting. <laughs> I mean. So let, let's talk about the definition of fitness. All right. The quality of being suitable to fulfill a particular role or task. That's it. It's as simple as that. And and like you said, you can be you can be. There's areas of life. There's essentially four four pillars: mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And they all need to be in balance of one another. Just because if. If you are extremely emotionally and mentally fit, but you're not physically fit, you're not you're not really confident in what you can bring to the table. You're always there's always something you're hiding. You're you're essentially you've built a self imprisoned cage that you always are running up against because you don't feel you you know that area of your life is lacking. Um, and, and essentially, all it works is. Fitness develops capability in yourself and capability in the task you're able to perform, professional or otherwise. By building your capability, and now you know you have the capability to do more things, that capability builds belief, self-belief, and self-resilience. Because at some point in your life, and hopefully it doesn't happen, but at some point in your life, you are going to be kicked hard in your stomach and you are going to be brought to your knees. It's as simple as that. So you, you cannot, you're not going to spend 80 years of your life and you're in, and everything's going to be good. It just, it doesn't, life does not work that way. There's going to be a time to where your seven week old little girl has to be her heart rib cage has to be cut open and, and heart surgery has to go down. There's going to be times when you lose a loved one. There's going to be times when your seven year old mother slams herself into a brick wall and damn near dies. Like there's going to be things in your life that you have to be, you have to have the confidence in yourself that you're resilient enough and you have the self-belief that you can carry on for yourself and for your family. And, and you said it. How you do that? When's the last time you've had a win? When's every like? When's the last time? What in the last twelve months? Ask yourself this right now. What are you extremely proud of that you've accomplished in your life? What is it? And if you have to think really hard about that, <clears throat> you, you're not. You don't have those little wins. Like sometimes it's just about getting in accomplishing something getting that work done that little walk around the block that you couldn't do yesterday that's your win for today and if you keep building upon that you're creating such a monster of self-belief and that's the importance of fitness because right now you don't by not doing that subconsciously you're not believing in yourself because you have nothing you have you have no wins to show and guess what the world's telling you you suck anyways (laughs) Everything you see in TV, everything you read, everything yeah. you listen to is beating you down. <clears throat> so you've got mm-hmm. to believe in yourself so you can start giving self-belief to others. That's the main part. Good. Number three, exercise can grow your network. <clears throat> Group exercise can help you to network with prospective customers or strengthen existing business relationships. But more importantly you are also more likely to develop authentic and lasting friendships when you work out with a group of people multiple times a week. 
there's something about suffering alongside someone else. You quickly form a bond with that person and have a newfound appreciation when you see them working their ass off when they could easily be skipping out on physical training altogether. Plus, I love being around like-minded, competitive people who don't have time to sit around and make excuses, but instead are constantly looking for ways to make something happen. So, for me, joining PSKC was the absolute best thing I've done in a long time. Um, it's been great for myself, my family, and definitely for our business. And uh, um, But I, I wonder what, what you guys think about group exercise versus working out alone and talk a little bit more about that because I, I see you get, you're working out every morning by yourself then you come in and, and work out with the group obviously it's important for me to uh, to work out with a with group and I think the social aspect has been just as good for me as, it, yeah. as the, the physical training but mm-hmm. uh, there's a few people that I always I mean that's like you relate to so many people it's like Jeremy and Billy are always the ones that I, I love working out with because they'll push you Mm-hmm. Lad yeah. and John, even Will in the mornings, it's like, all right, what's the prescribed weight? Yeah. Uh, it's easy to go down. Yeah. It's 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 easier to just say no. But yeah, I, I to me, I like working out in a group because you're always trying. You're trying to win. Well, you yeah. want to get done first. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the the working out alone too. I, I'm curious. Nothing, like Tim said. nothing gets me going more than seeing other people, like, suffering with you. Like, you're like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm going to go sit in this box. Nope, Mo's not sitting down. I'm standing up. Yeah. You know, like, that's why, like, you can work out by yourself. And, yeah, it takes a certain kind of discipline to work out by yourself. But, like, I get going. I'm at my best when I'm working out with my girls or working out in the group in the nooner or whenever I can jump in. But the class setting is definitely awesome because there's so many different fitness levels, but everyone's given 100%, 110%, you know? So that's what I prefer. The uh, My short answer is both, okay? The, I think the best workouts I'll, I'll get is in, in a group of people. By nature, we're a tribal society, and we like and we like community. You know, it's short, like, that's it. Yeah. Um, Especially when that it's a like-minded community and everybody is pushing, pushing. And what I always tell people when they work out is by you pushing yourself, you're going to make the people around you better because they see the example you're setting. Right. You know, we don't allow people to lay on their back when they're done working out. And the reason is because you're showing weakness and submissiveness um, by doing that. And it and sometimes it just happened the other day. Like we were eighty percent done with a workout, and there was a car wreck right out here, and Tia had to go take off. Like imagine how you feel when you're eighty percent done with your workout, you're damn near near death, and then oh shit, I got to take off. And, and that one was damn near death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember. And, and, and you got to go. So um, that's that's a tangent, but I like working out with a group of people, but I like working out by myself for that active mindfulness meditation piece of it um almost a year and a half ago i started uh started work like i would just do levy sprints by myself as a way to get up earlier clear my head and prepare for the day mm-hmm. and sometimes it gets so busy that um i may not get that group that class workout in um so for me it's a way of it's a way of being with my own thoughts, being with my own, you know, clearing my head and I get some of my best ideas. And sometimes, you know, I could, I'm a fucking moody bastard and I don't want to be around anyone. Um, and so that gives me that opportunity and I can have that internal dialogue with myself to try and push myself to be better, but it's still not as good as when I'm with, my team mm-hmm. getting after it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've known you for 13 months, and I can honestly say I've never seen you in a bad mood. <laughs> I, I have I've never, I've never, Well, I'm only here three on. hours a week. So. We're going to push pause on the podcast <laughs> and go I've down some seen, tangents. I've never seen it. Mo's over in the corner just shaking her head. 
rubbing her face. She's no never seen him that either. I don't, Miss and, Kim is, and is yeah, holding Kim's her mouth. covering her mouth. If there's anything bad about Dale, I don't want to know about it. Uh, hey, Tim. He's blind. Tim. Thank you. <laughs> but, Number five. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to stick with this. I want to stick because the topic is actually exercise can grow your network. And within the gym alone, you've started two other businesses with people from the gym. The podcast started because you, the Glockner family and the company started coming to the gym. And we've all been able to share these ideas. And it all comes back to because you wanted to come and work out. Because you wanted to get better. And it's just molded into so many different things. And I think that's awesome. And perfect I, way of showing that it grows your net. I mean, the Glockner Go program. That was awesome. Yep. I only want to surround myself with people who can suffer. That's it. Bottom line. Number four. Come on. (laughs) Exercise can empower work-life balance. Some people, especially high achievers, say they don't have time to exercise. Then you throw family and other major commitments in the mix, and it's easy to believe that myth. Um, So my wife and I started working out three months ago. It's It's been a great thing for us. It's built on top of a um, already great marriage. Um, and it gives us something else in common, something to talk about. We suffer together. And so if you can't find time for family and work and exercise, maybe you can combine a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and obviously the best relationships are if you can share a common uh, hobby together. Working out is a great way to do that. Um, but for whatever reason, if it, you just can't, you have to work out so you are happy. Because if, if, you, if you're not making that time for yourself, you're just going to be miserable with your girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse. Uh, so that's, that's another way of looking at it. And, and here's the deal. like The work-life balance, is it, it comes down to priorities. Mm-hmm. You either make time for it or you don't. And I... And, you know, in addition to reading Iron in the Soul, I look at working out as a way to weaponize my system. So if I don't work out, am I going to be a better father, husband, business leader? No. You can't, you can't tell me by not, by not working out, it's going to make you better. There's right. just no matter what kind of working out you're doing, like, Man, you know what? I'm not going to do it because I don't have the time. Yeah. Um, you, if you want to, if you want to weaponize your system and there's all kinds of, and we'll, we'll talk about how it by ex physical exercise weaponizes your system, makes you, makes you smarter. It makes you healthier. It makes you harder to kill. Boom. Number five. Number five, exercise helps you to sleep well. One of the very common issues that home workers, freelancers and business owners have is they find it difficult to stick to a fixed routine and often work until late over the weekend or in general unpredictable hours then to go with this there is pretty conclusive evidence that a good night's sleep improves concentration productivity and your mood but the good news is regular exercise can help you fall asleep faster and deepen your sleep i have no idea if this if this is true i i I suspect it is but i have no problem sleeping i can sleep (laughs) i was gonna say at any time this is irrelevant to us (laughs) we can sleep anywhere (laughs) our mother taught us that way she's like she literally can take a nap on the way to disney world on one of the trolleys going she was like 15 minutes we have no problem sleep see i think it it exhausts your body and your muscles but you still have your mind and some people have a hard time shutting that down when you do fall asleep it's blissful but i'm i'm just one person who i can stay up but i can also get up you know what i mean and those those couple of hours that i get are fine but sometimes it's just hard for me to finally fall asleep like i try to watch a show or something like that to get my mind off of things or to calm myself down um i know mo you don't get very much sleep i don't get very much sleep, <laughs> she's the yeah she's the melatonin queen but i can see how it would re- it does relax your body and get you into like a sleep state but sometimes it's hard to shut down sleep sleep is one of the most important parts of recovery Sleep is where all the magic happens. Actually, when sleep is where you physiologically 
get stronger and you repair all the damage done to your body during the day. Without that good quality sleep, you're hampering your performance. Your performance in your performance as a business owner, your performance in the gym, it's they're they're correlated. Because if you are not at peak, if you're not at peak performance, just like you said, jokingly, but when you when you are at your best, whatever your best is in the in a physical fitness realm, it will translate over to all aspects of your life. Simple as that. There's it is. I've seen it done. Witnessed it with myself, and I've witnessed it with others. Um, you got to make a priority, and it's just like going back to the the weaponizing your system. You want to be better, get better sleep. Next question. Number six, exercise <laughs> improves energy levels. It's a strange thought to think that expending energy while exercising can actually give you more energy. However, studies have shown that regular exercise increased energy by 20% and reduced fatigue by 65% for people in a desk or a seated job. Running a business can include some tough long days, but just that hour in the gym can give us the extra energy we need to power through the day. And even on the busiest of days, you really should knock out 50 or 75 burpees or take 20 minutes to run. I, I know I definitely have more energy on the days I work out, and I've, I've committed to this week, oh I'm going to start working out five days a week. Get some! Damn. Tuesdays? Five days a week. Tuesday and, and Thursdays? Saturday, I think. Oh, and Saturday. Saturday. Thursday off. Good deal. Thursday off. Good That's deal. That's a big jump. A lot of people do the three-day. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, yeah, I'd love to. I, I'd... Yeah. So here, here's, here's exactly how that happens. And this is um, what CrossFit is, is essentially it's high-intensity interval training. All right? So... Um, and there, and there was a couple studies done on the benefits of that. So here's here's how it works. As we age, the powerhouses of our cells stop functioning as well as they used to. Um, the mitochondria of the cells. This leads to declines in energy level and exercise capacity. In the Mayo Clinic study, using groups of younger and older subjects, researchers measured the impact of three routines. High-intensity interval exercise, strength training, and a combined low-intensity strength cardiovascular program on cell function. So they're, they're measuring the benefits of exercise, different kinds of exercise routines at the cellular level. Um, at the end of the 12-week study period, the interval trainers showed improvements in circulation, heart function, and lung health. However, while the younger high-intensity group experienced a 49% increase in mitochondrial capacity, listen to that again. They show the young group showed a forty nine percent increase in cellular work capacity. All right, a marker of the cell's ability to produce energy. Just exactly what you're saying. <clears throat> now listen to this. High intensity exercise was the only routine that boosted. Uh, mitochondrial function in the older group by an incredible 69%. Get some. Get some. So, <laughs> like you said, exercise enables you to be more energetic, and that's essentially how. Now, like we said earlier, whatever exercise you want to do, do it. That's the most important part. But if you're looking for a 69% increase and your cellular level's ability to produce work, high intensity interval training is the way is the way to do that. Good. Got to have high energy levels if you're going to run multiple businesses at one time. And in, in, in the and do a podcast and do a podcast. When I think and of twins, high, yeah, and coffee, get some. Let's go. <laughs> I got a sixty nine percent increase now. Bring it. <laughs> Number seven. Exercise gets your creative juices flowing. Oh, yes! <laughs> yes, it does. You just blew the speaker out. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Although, as an entrepreneur, you are always striving to think of new ideas, products, and marketing strategies to enhance your business, how many of these ideas actually come when you're staring at your computer screen? None. <laughs> Next. 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 <laughs> Exercise not only improves your fitness, but it also improves your brain power. This is because physical activity increases blood flow to your brain, 
So a run might just be what you need before you start your next brainstorming session. Yep. So going back to the creativity, <clears throat> here's a guy by the name of John F. Kennedy. You may have heard of him. I have. <laughs> Who's he? He got after it a few times back in the 60s. Physical fitness is not only one of the most important keys to a healthy body, it is the basis of dynamic and creative intellectual activity. JFK Jr. What? He also created Modern Special Special Warfare School, and he was the first president to bring about the President's uh, Physical Fitness Council. Hmm. That's how important it was for JFK because back in the 60s, they, I went and saw a bunch of ads where like they were showing a guy trying to uh, put his belt buckle on. It was like, is, is being overweight the fate of our nation? Yeah. And that was back in the 60s. And just imagine where we are, yeah. where we are right now. I know um, I've heard you talk about being in meetings with other business owners and they're like running stairs while they're on a meeting. You know, just keeping their your juice is going and like you said you get some of your best ideas like while you're doing these doing physical activity but whatever it might be but I just think that's pretty cool and it's kind of funny too to think about get getting after it all the while having a what, phone conversation yeah with. I mean that that guy was Joe Decina he's the owner of Spartan Race we had a phone call with him once and he was in China He's like, I'm sorry if it's uh, I'm out of breath, but I'm I'm just running stairs while I have to do this phone call. And I was like, Good Joe, <laughs> this meeting's off to a, this meeting's off to a good start. But once again, you have to weaponize your system as a business owner. Physically, it's going to increase your health. Creativity, it's going to increase your creativity. And it's going to increase your going to increase your brain power. Um, Get, stand by for some big words. You guys ready for this? Yes. Yeah. Big words in route. Um, so here's uh, exercise stimulates the brain plasticity by stimulating growth of new connections between cells in a wide array of important cortical areas of the brain. There is no pill that comes close to what exercise can do, said Claude Boucher. Claude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Claude. Direct, oh, Claude. Oh, Claude. The director of the Human um, Genomics Laboratory at some big school in Louisiana. And if there was one, it would be extremely expensive. So what they've measured, what they've found here in the last couple years is, uh, is a little thing called BDNF, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. Don't know if I said that right, but we're going to go with it. <laughs> go with roll. And from now on, it will be referred to as BDNF. All right? <laughs> so, exercise improves blood flow to the brain, feeding the growth of new blood vessels and even new brain cells. Mm. Thanks to the protein called BDNF. BDNF triggers the growth of new neurons and helps repair and protect brain cells from degeneration. So you want to talk about weaponizing the system? By exercising, you are literally building connections, neurons in your brain, and help keep building new ones and help protecting them um, from degeneration. BDNF has been referred to as fertilizer for your brain. I'd say that's good. If I want something for my brain, I'm pretty sure I want fertilizer for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you need you might have to build a bigger door. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Zinga! <laughs> BNF is a substance that is found in your brain and helps, it helps to maintain mm. the life of your brain cells. <sighs> I need some help there. Uh, as well as grow new ones. You've probably heard all about neuroplasticity and how we used to think about our brains. Once adult, we're like a lump of concrete, unable to change and grow. Scientists, however, now believe our brains are more like plastic, able to adapt, grow, and change depending on what we do with them. BDNF is widely accepted as being a key player in this plastic ability of the brain. Its presence has been shown to make brain cells in petri dishes sprout new branches 
necessary activity for a cell to make connections. So you want to be healthier, you want to be smarter, you want to be more creative. Work out. Work out. Get after it. And like if you that's why I said earlier, I want to be around people who know how to suffer. Because why? What does that suffering do? Makes you stronger. Makes you stronger. Makes you smarter. Makes you more creative. And those are the kind of people I want to spend my life with. Number eight. Exercise helps with your problem solving. When running your own business, a lot of the work you do is just problem solving. The best entrepreneurs are frequently the best people at solving problems and fulfilling people's needs. At its most basic, entrepreneurialism is just problem solving for money. The better we are at solving problems, the more income we will earn. The greater the problem solver, the greater the income. When participating in physical activity, you can immediately boost your thinking skills. This makes you more productive and effective throughout your day. Problem solving, go. <laughs> well, and it, it's level you, five. You're able to, yes. Level five. Would you care to enlighten us on the level fives? Yes, I like to think of it as pishy, right? One, level one, you see the problem. That there is a problem. Le- yeah, level, is, ze- level zero, you don't even know there's you're, a problem. Yeah, level zero, you, your ig- ignorance is bliss. Level one. Identify problem. Identify the problem. Number two. S. Solve the problem. You have a what, you know that the problem needs solved or how to solve it. Number three is how to solve it. So you, you have a problem, you see the problem. You know that there needs to be a solution and what the solution is. So how now do we go about this? Implementing the solution. Imp- so yeah. Implementing the problem-solving solution. Four. P.S. Stand by. Stand by for <laughs> four. I'm having a flub. I think level four is is basically you you. It was the execution. You execute. It was execution. It's execution yeah. of the the correct problem solving implementation. Yes, and then level five is one we added. Level five is. And I'm so good at this. Yes. Seeing the problem before it exists. Mm. It's solving it before it's even an issue. Mm. Yeah, that's, get on. That's a big one if you can, get on that level five because some sometimes the problem. Hit you straight, you, you know, know, square in the face. If and, you, and if you can see all that in your mind, so how this came about is we were planning out the gauntlet, okay? Uh, our fitness competition at the stadium. Basically, we take the whole gym over there, put it up. We have 100 people come. It's full on chaos and madness when you're talking. You're Even in the days out. leading up to it are just chaos and how many weights do we need? And we have a scaled division and we have to move weights to this and these bars are going to need changed and we don't have enough men's weights or, you know, and being able to see all that before you get there and you're like, where's my 45s? You know, it's all perfectly correlated. So a, a, a brand new person who can't see a problem, they're just like, oh, there's no, there wouldn't be a problem good. here. Yeah. Um, but as you go through this, and we try to get all the leaders on our staff to be what we call level fives because What's what's the first person do? Hey Dale, we got there's a problem. There's a problem. Well, if you have ten people on your staff and they're all telling you problems and looking at you to solve all of them, nothing's ever going to get done. Okay, you can't so, grow by yourself. No, and that so that's first step. I'm happy they're seeing the problems because if they weren't, then they're just completely ignorant of anything that's going on. So that's why we said level one. We're happy they're seeing the problems. Level two. They're like thinking of ways to solve that problem. So the next step would be, hey Dale, here's a problem. I've got three. I've got, here's I got three options here that I think will work to solve this problem. That's a better step. Okay. Level four is, or whatever level. Level three is, hey Dale, here's a problem. I've thought of the best course of action to solve this problem. The next level would be, hey, Dale, here's a problem. Here's the best course of action I selected and executed. I did it, yeah. But I'm just keeping you aware that this problem was there and I took care of it. Level five would be, 
to solve that problem before it even existed. How awesome is it having people on your staff that that solve the problem before it happens and tell you, hey, I can see this snowballing. Here's what I'm going to do. Let me bounce it off of you to see if it if I'm thinking the right way. And as a leader, you've got to empower your people to make those decisions. Number four on our core values. And sometimes, and here's the deal: you gotta let them. You gotta let them pick the wrong one sometime, so they can know that it didn't work and they can learn from it. Empowerment. But so. you can't like it drives me nuts to be like. Here's a problem, here's a problem, here's a problem, here's a problem. My next immediate question is, well, what are you doing to fix it? Yep. And if you look at me like a dick screwing out of my head, like, uh, <laughs> wrong answer. Yeah. But exercise enables you, it increases your creativity, and enables you to think on your feet and solve problems. You see that in, like, all of our coaches, all of the coaches do a great job of, hey, guys, Here's the workout, and I want all the boxes at the end of the rig, all of the weights on this side of the rig, and all of the wall balls on this side, because they're already seeing if we have the boxes and the weights and the and the wall balls on the same side, everybody's going to get congested, and there's a chance that someone's going to get hurt. And so that's just like seeing the problem before it ever happens, and it's you have to constantly be thinking on your feet in that, at least when you're out on the floor, for that reason. Number nine. Exercise increases your willpower. Any type of physical activity requires a certain level of discipline. From learning the basics of an exercise, practicing each day, setting and chasing your goal. It is very much like your business life in respect to working towards a goal and being self-dependent. For example, if you decide that every day you're going to run for 20 minutes, your willpower across the year is going to be severely challenged, whether it's because you're tired or the weather isn't great or whatever. But having the willpower to complete this every day will not only improve and grow your willpower, but also give you a huge sense of accomplishment. And I think it, it starts with discipline. Um, that's the foundational attribute of leadership, right? So we learned at the Muster Conference with Jocko. Discipline um, will always trump motivation. You're only going to be motivated so many times. And motivation is fleeing, but you got to get your ass up and get to the squat rack, whether you want to or that not. That was your post this morning, wasn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I was not feeling it. But I still went out there and got, <laughs> got after it. Um, that's the last one, right? Number nine? That's it. There is, quotes then with strength. Once the mind and body have been awakened to their true potential, it's impossible to turn back. You want to make your business better? You want to make your town better? You want to make your country better? Get stronger. Bottom line. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you weren't here last week when we do that in unison now. I haven't listened to it either, yeah. <laughs> well. So, if you want to get better, here's the deal. Come down and see us. We're going to give you a first workout free. If you've never been here, you're all fired up now, send me an email. Dale at pskcstrong.com. We'll get you in here for a free workout. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, great. Here's something you can do right now. Go to the levy, 20 levy sprints. It's free. Levy's not going anywhere. City manager approves it. Get after it. So there's no excuse. You can check us out. We do at-home workouts all the time. Main thing is, if you can just if you can walk around the block or you can do a marathon, do it with your full heart and do it with your full, full, full potential. Good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We out. America. <laughs> make a little money, make a little love, get a little help from the love above. Make a little money, make a little love, get a little help from the love above. Make a little money, make a little love, get a little help from the love above. Make a little money, make a little love, get a little help from the love above. I don't want to make a scene. Don't need no spotlight to shine on me What I got, I didn't get for free I broke my back and skinned my knees Working hard
dollar Trying to make a dollar 